Does your metabolism suck? Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Do you want off the diet roller coaster? Do you wish there was a simple solution to get you healthier, smaller, and have more energy? Hi friends, I'm Jolene, a nutritional therapy practitioner, a wife, a furry gardener, and non-bendy yogi. Like you, I spent years chasing skinny instead of health, until I finally learned there was more to getting healthy and smaller than just eating less and moving more. Welcome to Holistic Health Made Simple Podcast, where I share all the tips, tricks, and science to set you free from the overwhelm of diet culture and the frustration with the ever-changing health rules. I go beyond the calorie and diet dogma to equip you to be healthy through simple changes to real food, mindset, and lifestyle. Are you ready to learn how to tailor your journey to you and your current health for solutions that are broken down into simple steps to make it easier to implement? Results that are undeniable, like more energy, improved mood, better sleep, and fat loss? This is the podcast for you. Pop in those headphones, take a deep breath, and let's get healthy. Hey, hey there. Coffee. Let's wake up and smell the benefits. Let's dive into why your morning cup of coffee is more than just a pick-me-up. You know, coffee is one of those beloved beverages that people fight over whether it's good or it's bad, but it's got this ability to fine-tune your focus and boost your energy. We all know that part. But did you know, in addition to its energizing effects, coffee has been linked to metabolic health benefits. And that is what we are going to be discussing today. We are going to jump right into the studies. I've got four studies to go over today. And then at the end, I will give you some tips on how to source coffee and what to maybe put in it or avoid putting in it. The first study we are going to talk about today is called Coffee Consumption, Health Benefits, and Side Effects, a Narrative Review and Update for Dietitians and Nutritionists. The study basically looked at a bunch of other studies on coffee and came to some conclusions. The good stuff they found was that coffee can help prevent diseases linked to inflammation and oxidative stress. Those diseases would include obesity, metabolic syndrome, and type 2 diabetes. They also found that people who drank coffee regularly seem to get certain types of cancer less often. And they also had a much lower risk of dying from any cause at all. They also looked at how much coffee was safe. And they, they determined that you can safely have up to 400 milligrams of caffeine per day, which is roughly one to four cups of coffee. Now, they do caution you about when you take coffee, especially if you're on certain medications, so make sure you read your medications to know if you should avoid coffee around them for so many hours here and there. But the catch that they have is most of the data they found came from studies that were showing a connection between coffee and health. They don't have much studies based on where scientists control everything, Um, meaning These were people reporting coffee, and it was more of an association um, to do a truly randomized control trial of humans. Scientists have to take humans, kind of put them in a bubble, and control everything, and that's really hard to do. Their conclusion basically was that coffee can be a good thing for your health. It is not a magical cure-all. Moderation is key, and if you're on medications, be mindful of when you are having your coffee. There is still a lot to learn. Enjoy it, but don't overdo it. 
And from that, we're going to go on to study number two. The title of this study is How Coffee Affects Metabolic Syndrome and Its Components. This study specifically looked at the over a thousand components of coffee, like caffeine and various acids, to see what effects it had on metabolic syndrome. The good news is having up to three cups of coffee a day can lower the risk of getting type 2 diabetes and metabolic syndrome in adults. So again, coffee helps with metabolic syndrome and our overall metabolic health. Now on to study three, titled Coffee Consumption and Plasma Biomarkers of Metabolic and Inflammatory Pathways in U.S. Health Professionals. The researchers wanted to see how coffee is connected to some substances in your blood that are linked to common health issues like, again, diabetes and inflammation. They looked at data from over 15,000 women and nearly 7,400 men who did not have diabetes, did not have heart disease, or did not have cancer when they gave the blood samples. And what they found was the people who drank at least four cups of coffee a day had lower levels of some of the things in their blood like C-peptide and inflammatory markers. This is good because lower levels of these things are generally better for your health. They also had higher levels of some other substances that are often great for your health. The bottom line on this study is that it suggests coffee might be connected to better levels of various substances in your blood related to health. Now, it's very promising finding, but more research actually needs to be done on it of why it happens. Now, let's get on to study number four, titled Coffee Consumption and Health, an Umbrella Review of Meta-Analysis of Multiple Health Outcomes. In this study, they gathered information from many studies that looked at whether drinking coffee is linked to different health outcomes. In these studies could be about people's habits or experiments with coffee. So it was a combination of different types of studies. And when they got the data, they found contrary to a lot of health gurus out there screaming that coffee is bad, that drinking coffee actually seemed to be good. It's good for your health, for most health issues. So if you compare it, people who drank a lot of coffee to those who didn't drink any, the coffee drinkers often had better health outcomes. However, there was a point where drinking too much coffee may not be as good for some things. We don't want to overdo the coffee people. Based on the studies, and I'm going to say that in general, not just the four I quoted, since some of the ones I quoted actually pulled from other studies on top of it, regular amounts of coffee seems to be a good thing for your health. It actually can even be used for some to improve health problems. There's going to be more research, but like I said, randomized control trials in human beings is very, very difficult. So it's always going to be studies where people are reporting back, and it'll be a correlation. We're not sure if it's a causation, but what they're finding is that people who drink coffee are not getting negative effects, and that's what we should be take away as the positive. If you like coffee and you enjoy it, enjoy your coffee. Don't give it up because some random health guru told you to. Regarding mental alertness on coffee of when you should have your first cup, there's a lot of new data coming out about waiting and having your first coffee anywhere between 60 minutes to 120 minutes, basically an hour to, to two hours. 
um, it, the time frame varies because I don't know if they've actually pinpointed it and the effects on your mental capacity and the sharpness will be dramatically improved when you wait. Um, a lot of it's anecdotal. I cannot find the actual studies, but I know that I usually wait 60 to 90 minutes before I have my first cup of coffee because what I do in that first 60, 90 minutes is I hydrate. I get some water, electrolytes, maybe some lemon water, just to get my body hydrated again because I tend to not drink while I sleep. Maybe you get up and sip water, but I want to get that hydration back in. There's also a lot of talks about coffee being dehydrating because of the caffeine. Um, it can be, but it's not as dehydrating as a lot of people think. Just make sure you're drinking water too and not just drinking your coffee all day long. But like we said, you should only have one to four cups. So you're going to need other liquids. Make sure that you get some plain water in. When looking for coffee, I suggest and I also gravitate personally to organic first and foremost. I like to avoid synthetic pesticides as coffee is a heavily sprayed crop. Um, so, you know, Organic, I know, still has pesticides. I don't like the synthetic ones. The natural ones don't bother me as much, personally. Um, also, coffee can be moldy, so you can find some that are mold-free, that have been certified that, tested. If that affects you, um, remember our toxic loads are built up. Think of it as a bucket, and the more we throw on it, the more the bucket fills. So just play around with that and see what you like. Um, the mold-free, high-end, organic coffees tend to be not budget-friendly, so do the best you can with what you can afford. I always also look for fair trade certified because coffee is not grown in the U.S. generally, so we want to make sure that the coffee growers are being trade, uh, treated fairly. They're getting paid fairly, the workers are getting paid fa fairly, and the supply chain meets certain sustainability and labor standards. That's basically what fair trade means. Then lastly, find one that you like the taste of. Coffee taste is subjective. There's not going to be one that's better than the other. Um, it's only going to be better tasting to you. So find something that you like. And then the different kinds of roasting affects the, the caffeine. Believe it or not, the darkest roast has the least amount of caffeine versus the lighter roast. So if you wanted to lower your caffeine consumption a little bit because it does affect you, and you'll know if you get jittery or you can't sleep that caffeine does affect you, you want to go with a darker roast. Lastly, we're going to touch on what you put in your coffee. Do you like coffee or do you like the stuff that's in the coffee? That's up to you. Either way, since coffee has health benefits, I'm not going to judge you if you don't like the actual taste and you want it to be chocolate flavored, vanilla flavored, or whatever. But those Frappa Tappuccino things are not coffee. They're dessert. They've got more sugar in it than dessert has most of the time. So let's see if we can scale it back to heavy cream, half and half, maybe some monk fruit sweetener, and then maybe some syrup like a vanilla extract, maybe some cocoa, if you need the flavor. But honestly, try to stay away from creamers that are not milk-based, meaning that they're oil-based. Then secondly, if you don't do dairy, stick to like almond milk, macadamia nut milk, 
cashew milk, something of that ilk. Stay far, far away from oat milk. Again, it is no better than a creamer. It is full of oil. Now, if you like bulletproof coffee, just be aware of the amount of calories that are in there. And I know that a lot of you don't count calories, but if you're fasting, like we talked about in the last episode, and you're having bulletproof coffee, you're no longer fasting. Sometimes bulletproof coffee has upwards of 400 to 800 calories. That is why I say watch the calorie count because it can be quite extreme. Uh, But enjoy your coffee. Stick to natural ingredients if you like additives. Vanilla extract. There's all sorts of flavored extracts and then you can add a monk fruit sweetener or stevia and then add your cream. And trust me, it will taste just as good if not better than those fancy syrupy things that you put in your coffee. If we want to reap the health benefits of the coffee, don't put in things that do the opposite of the coffee. On that note, friends, enjoy your coffee and be healthy, and I will see you next time. Bye! Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it provided value that you can take into your own health journey. I would be incredibly grateful if you could help spread the word. Share the podcast with others that will find the information as helpful as you did. It's through your support that I continue to grow and bring you more amazing content. If you have a spare moment, I would truly appreciate it if you could leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me and it also helps others discover my show. I read every review and take your suggestions to heart, so please don't hesitate to let me know what you think. Remember, you can stay connected with me by following me on Instagram or visiting the website at holistichealthmadesimple.com. I love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to reach out and share your thoughts, ideas, and even suggestions for future episodes. Once again, thank you for being part of my community. Together, let's keep spreading the knowledge, inspiration, and great conversations. Until next time, have a blessed day.